We have a disaster called the big lie, Obamacare. What happens to those 20 million people who have health insurance? I believe, many people in my own state believe, that health care is a right, R-I-G-H-T, regardless of income. One of the traditional methods of imposing statism or socialism on a people has been by way of medicine. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290, KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290, KOIL mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is presented by HKG Medicare Solutions, Renaissance Captive Solutions, the Omaha Press Club, self-funded plan administrators, and caring for people services. This program is produced by E.D. Bellis and available worldwide on iTunes and SoundCloud. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Hey, and welcome, my friends, to another beautiful episode of America's Healthcare Challenge. Memorial Day weekend edition. Summer is here, and that means that there's going to be so much activity happening in uh, inside Washington and in healthcare and insurance industries that it definitely is uh, justifying uh, what we are doing here, which is to help you understand all of the things that are happening as, as the... Uh, New uh, healthcare laws come into effect, how uh, they might be amended. We had uh, last week, we talked about some of the things inside the AHCA, specifically what that would mean for all of us. And we're looking at next steps beyond it as the bill is in the United States Senate. And we've got a, a very educational program lined up for you. And I'm really excited to, to share some of these things with you because it's it's an important topic that we are talking about for many, many reasons, uh, and in particular because it's important for, for a lot of folks here in America as they are uh, in need of health care services and coverage, and the topic of this week's show will be Medicaid, uh, revised uh, health care reform, deep dive, and this is something we've been doing on and on, on and off uh, throughout uh, throughout the uh, three to four years that we've been doing the show, we try and uh, pick some certain topics that are in in the discussion and really look at them and unpack them and and really try and give you a, an understanding of of what is going on. If there's any at any point something out there is confusing, please give us a call at four zero two three four two twelve ninety, and we will. Give you a uh, give you the best to, to answer. We're going to be joined in a little bit by Stuart Sloanen, who is our uh, one of our contributors uh, on the show. Stuart is in Florida, uh, very experienced individual with over forty years of experience in the insurance industry, and has taught me an awful lot, uh, which I in turn pass along to you. And I'm really thrilled to ha- to have him here, and we're going to to be taking a look at some of the things that are in line with the Medicaid program, uh, such as why why is it an important part of the overall repeal and replace of the ACA effort? How large is it? Why is this important on for state budgets? And so much more. So without much further ado, let's bring in Stuart Sloan. And Stuart is the president of SIG Consulting, and he's an industry pioneer in the insurance industry uh, for the last 40 years, uh, creating many new strategies that are really beneficial for organizations as well as individuals. And then a great personal friend of mine. And uh, Stuart, it's always nice to have you here. Happy Memorial Day weekend. How's it going? Very good, Sean. Happy to be with you. Yeah, I'm uh, excited that we've we've got this this show lined up, which is taking a look at the Medicaid 
program because I don't think people even know the difference between Medicare and Medicaid. I think people even get them confused quite a bit. So we'll uh, we'll help explain those differences. But why don't we just start at the beginning, such as uh, the the point of why is there even a push to repeal the ACA? Uh, it just seems like um, a gift that keeps on giving as far as somebody that's covering it with all of the news. They used they've been do, trying to repeal it for a long time. Uh, why are they trying to do that? Because it seems like it's pretty popular now that it might go away. Well, <clears throat> Sean, popularity is one thing. Reality is, is another. The ACA was an attempt to provide an affordable health care program <clears throat> excuse me, for individuals who did not get health coverage from their employers, uh, people with pre-existing conditions, uh, people who uh, bought their own individual health insurance in the open marketplace, and those who were formerly uninsured. Collectively, this group represented 7% of the population, uh, which at that time was a potential audience of 32 million people, and an uninsured rate which began at around 12%. The law was passed along party lines and took 13 months to debate uh, to become law. The trouble with the ACA began almost immediately. First were the faulty websites during the rollout. Uh, Since then, the enrollment uh, continues uh, to be below expectations. The ACA plans often have higher premiums and out-of-pocket expenses than expected. Uh, some markets, uh, mainly in rural areas, may not have a single insurer in 2018. Others will have just one. And carriers will lightly impose double-digit premium increases to remain in the state marketplaces. So after seven years and without a reinsurance backstop, the ACA is headed into troubled waters. It's ripe for repeal or replacement to ensure that this client base has a venue for affordable uh, health coverage in the future years. So, and we're going to get into it a little bit later in the show, kind of what what we're anticipating in this 2018 healthcare marketplace. But um, let's take a, a look at why um, this Medicaid expansion was the right venue to provide coverage for those people that need it as they were kind of going to and putting the law together when they were about half of the co- they were trying to cover the the I think it was 31 to 32 million people is what they were supposed to cover when they originally estimated the law mm-hmm. by the Congressional Budget Office which we're going to talk about later as well because they had some news came out this week on that but Medicaid expansion was supposed to cover about half of those people kind of mm-hmm. changed because the Supreme Court allowed people to not um you know, certain states to not to expand. But why was this Medicaid uh, expansion a right venue to provide coverage for, for those people that, of lower incomes? Well, President Johnson, uh, in July of 1965, uh, was instrumental in uh, passing and signing into law both Medicare and Medicaid. Uh, the New York Times didn't even mention Medicaid uh, conceiving that it was a small program to cover poor people's medical bills. But in the past five decades, Medicaid has surpassed Medicare in the number of people that it covers. It's grown gradually into a monster that provides for the medical needs of one in five Americans. That's 74 million people, starting uh, for many in the womb and for others, ending only when they go to their graves. Uh, the American Health Care Act passed uh, by the House on May 4th uh, would largely undo the expansion of Medicaid under the ACA. 
which added 11 million low-income adults to the program and guaranteed the federal government would cover almost all of their costs. It would end the federal government's open-ended commitment to pay a significant share of states' Medicaid costs, no matter how much enrollment or spending rose. You know, that's that's really important. Right, right. And uh, do you think that it would be a, we would be in a different position if um, they would not have expanded, or if they would have left the Supreme Court would have left that that alone. Uh, one, you know, one never knows. But when you talk in this segment about the right venue, it was the right venue. Right. <laughs> Both parties recognize that the chance for success for an insurance marketplace that serves only the self-employed, uh, part-time workers and small businesses as the ACA does now, is really small. So why not eliminate the insurance exchanges uh, while allowing exchange beneficiaries to buy into Medicaid using tax credits uh, to pay the premiums? Recent surveys show that Medicaid beneficiaries are generally satisfied with their coverage, more so uh, than exchange consumers, and that makes the case even more compelling. Mm-hmm. That it's the right venue to do. Okay, all right. Well, how large is the Medicaid program? Well, <clears throat> Medicaid, uh, you know, as I said, uh, covers uh, seventy-four million people, <clears throat> and it provides Medicaid, uh, Medicare coverage, Medicare, sorry, uh, medical co- uh, coverage uh, to four out of ten American children. It covers, of course, of nearly half of all births in the U.S. It pays for the care for two-thirds of people in nursing homes, and it provides for 10 million children and adults with physical or mental disabilities. Uh, almost two-thirds of Americans uh, in a poll conducted by Kaiser uh, Health Foundation said that they were either covered by Medicaid or had a family member who was. The program not only pays for 16% of all personal Healthcare spending uh, nationwide, but also accounts for nine percent of federal domestic spending. So, needless to say, you know, with seventy-four million Americans, uh, this is a huge, uh, uh, this is a huge source of funding uh, for this segment of, of the marketplace. Right, and really brings up a lot of a uh, lot of uh, discussion points, especially as the president just submitted their budget this week too. So, we're going to take a look at that. We're up against a timeout, and I want to next segment. I want to take a look at the the, the I guess the myth of whether or not Medicaid is broken. We're going to discuss if that is true or not. So, so Stuart, if you could stay right there, we'll be sure. back in a couple of minutes. If you are listening out there, check out our Facebook page. I just posted a video on it. Facebook.com/slash America's Healthcare Challenge. If you want to see what our awesome studio looks like. And while you're there, go ahead and like the page and you will see the stories that are catching our attention during the week. Uh, we post those on the Facebook page and uh, you can see a little bit uh, more about what we're up to, including podcasts from this show will be up there and past podcasts have been up there, which is uh, we have over 700 of them on our SoundCloud page. This is America's Healthcare Challenge. If you'd like to join the conversation with us, no problem. 402-342-1290 is the number, and we'll be right back.